How important is winning over the family if you want to win battles in recruiting? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So Miami Hurricanes fans have been talking a lot for the past 12 hours or so about uh, what the mother of five-star defensive end Colin Simmons out of Duncanville, Texas, what his mother had to say about Jason Taylor and Miami. She was interviewed by Steve Wiltfong from 24-7 Sports, and she said, my takeaway, of course, Jason Taylor is an amazing coach. If anything, he'd be the one coach I'd love for Colin to be coached by. Now, for what it's worth, I don't want anyone to think that Miami is the only school that Colin Simmons' mother spoke glowingly about because I read her comments about Texas as well, which is one of the favorites for him. She had a lot of nice things to say about Texas. He's been trending between Texas and LSU. But uh, we all know winning over families is important. And if the mother of Colin Simmons feels like Jason Taylor might be the best coach for him, we'll see how much influence something like that can have. And let's bring on an expert in recruiting. This man has been covering high school football for a very long time. He is our boy, Blue, Larry Bluestein, South Florida High School Sports and 560 WQAM. Good morning, Blue. How are you? Good. Thanks, Alex, for having us. Appreciate it, as always. You know, Blue, whenever I bring up, you know, the influence of moms and families in recruiting, Miami fans always remember about a decade ago, Alex Collins's mom. <laughs> the five-star running back where he <laughs> he picked Arkansas and she ran away with his national letter of intent. She didn't, she wanted him to come to Miami, not Arkansas. He did end up signing with Arkansas. You know, I, I, I from what I've heard, uh, you know, uh, the family of Justin Scott had something to do with why he picked Ohio state staying in the Midwest versus coming to Miami. So families can definitely have an influence in this process. Blue has that been your experience because you've been covering high school players and recruiting for, longer than most of us yeah oh yeah it definitely has an influence and parents you remember parents are always and, and you got to remember too the process now is probably more magnified because everything's on social media and you get more than your 15 minutes of fame now so kids uh there's some kids that uh, you know want to be more in the spotlight. So all they have to do, all, all the marquee kid has to do is call up one of the writers from any of these on three or 24 seven arrivals and say something to them. And then all of a sudden it's all over the internet for the world to see. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to it. The dramatics are a little bit nuts, you know, when a, a mother <laughs> will step in and walk away or, yeah, I guess, you know, because here's the thing too. And I deal with a lot of parents. Most of the parents don't even know the recruiting process. They just think it's kind of a cut and dry type of thing. They don't realize that a lot of these uh, college coaches spend months, if not years, you know, laying down the foundation of a relationship. And, you know, that's why when somebody will have, you know, be committed to one school for a year and then back out, you think, wow. That's, you know, they already, you know, the, the assistant coach and 
the position coach and the head coach already know their family. They know everybody who's, you know, involved with the, with the situation. So yeah, that kind of a surprise, but uh, families do have a big influence these days. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I mean, it's, it's part of the process and uh, and more, more so uh, with some families than others. Yeah. And, you know, of course, another big part of that story is Jason Taylor, that, Simmons' yeah. mother spoke so highly of JT, and listen, he's a first-time defensive line coach, so he doesn't have like an actual college football resume. The resume is what he did on the field in the NFL and, you know, what he did, you know, coaching high school players at St. Thomas Aquinas, but he's still writing his college resume, but then at the same time, um, everyone respects JT, and he's he's putting Miami in a lot of conversations, right? I don't believe Marquise Lightfoot would have verbally committed to Miami if not for the Jason Taylor effect. We'll see if someone like Colin Simmons can be swayed the same way. He's one of the top players blue in this recruiting class, period. Five-star edge out of Duncanville, Texas. And again, if you go by the crystal balls and the trends, most uh, – most um, publications have him either at LSU or at Texas, but he's yet to make that decision. What sort of a player is he, Blue? Have you had a chance to scout Colin Simmons? Yeah, I have. Big-time kid, long kid. Uh, but if I can speak on the Jason Taylor situation, yeah. remember most of these kids never watched him play. I mean, they have YouTube and they can go back and see. But the one thing is, is all you have to do is look at his resume locally. He – made a difference on perhaps the best defensive end in college football today in Dallas Turner from Alabama, a guy who, uh, you know, was at Heritage for three years and then went to St. Thomas Aquinas in just that one year. And the sole purpose of him going uh, to St. Thomas Aquinas was working with Jason Taylor, Nicholas Benito a kid who was a really was an all-american basketball player as a 6th 7th and 8th grader probably the number one player in the nation then he made the the switch to football he was at university school and then went to St. Thomas and what he learned in 2 3 years uh was amazing got him to Oklahoma he's with Denver Broncos in the NFL so to me that's the most important part of what Jason Taylor does uh you know i mean he's his influence as what have you done for me lately well there are two kids that i just gave you that everybody knows all the kids know and so and all you have to do is just go back and you know into youtube and watch what jason taylor did as an athlete now the parents will relate to him a lot more from that standpoint and say hey wait a minute you know this this cat was uh uh, one of the best and he was on dancing with the stars and uh No, but I mean, that's one of the things that I think that that sells. And I'm sure that's one one reason why Mario Cristobal made sure that um, that he was part of the staff and not just a mm-hmm. consultant because yeah. he can go on the road. And, you know, I mean, let's face it. This is a different time. You know, I mean, the Hall of Famers who we used to put on pedestals and say, oh, we can't, you know, touch or talk to these guys or now, you know following their passion and he loves coaching and he's always loved coaching and you get a guy like Colin Simmons and obviously he's a big time kid, you know, big time program. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, Texas and Florida and Alabama and LSU have been in on him. He's a great uh, edge rusher. He's quick off the ball. And like I said, you know, when you're six, three and two twenty five, two thirty, and run extremely well, 
um, you know, I mean, everybody's going to be after you. And I, and I know that a lot of people ha have him at LSU or Texas, but just from what his mom said, I think he's really got Miami into consideration because of the fact that the ceiling, he could reach his ceiling. And it's a proven fact that what right. uh, Jason Taylor does with players like that. That's well said. We're joined here by Larry Bluestein, who's an absolute legend. Uh, make sure you guys follow him on Twitter at Larry Bluestein. We have a lot more to talk about, okay? Because a four-star safety who was verbally committed to Georgia has decommitted. You might think he's a Miami target. He might not be. We're going to discuss Jalen Hayward, and I want to get Blue's scouting report on JoJo Trader who, of course, he covered down here in South Florida, as a high, has covered as a high school player. He's got another year of high school football left. Want to get Joe's scouting report, uh, Blue's scouting report, I should say, uh, on Chris Wheatley Humphrey and a few others, because when we got a man with a wealth of knowledge like Larry Bluestein, we got to pick that brain a little bit. So you want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Guys, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Guys, I've found jobs through LinkedIn Jobs before. You want to add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making locked on canes. Your first listen today for the everydayers. I encourage you to take your everydayer experience to the next level by joining our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I include the link in the show description below. Get text messages to your phone directly from mine with breaking news, show updates, recruiting updates, one-on-ones, completely free for the first 14 days. Then if you want to opt in, it's $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value there. Just click the link in the show description below. Larry Bluestein is with me. So, Blue, um, you know, I go back to the month of June, and there was definitely some buzz that Miami was in the mix to flip Jalen Hayward, four-star safety from Rockledge, Florida, out of his verbal commitment to Georgia. I, I think that talking to some other folks, recruiting analysts, there was a sense that when he committed to Georgia way back, he maybe rushed into that, was still going to keep his recruitment open, take visits. He did take a visit to Miami in June, but uh, it's a weird situation because there have been reports of some kind of a disconnect between Hayward and Miami's staff that came to light on that visit. Miami may not be recruiting him anymore, but Wilt Fong from 24-7 did mention Miami as maybe a contender now to land a verbal commitment now that he's decommitted from Georgia. So I don't know exactly what's going on there, but can you speak to Jalen Hayward uh, as a football player? Because we know Miami can definitely use some top flight safeties. No, nope. I had an opportunity to watch him a couple times this summer. Uh, good kid. Uh, hard worker, covers a lot of ground, um, rangy at about six and a half, about 180, 185. Um, you know, I've been close to that program for a while. Their head coach, um, 
I, I used to cover back in the day when he played at Coco. He was a quarterback at Coco and went to FIU and was a quarterback. And so we stay close. And any time that they have prospects, we talk about them. And we've talked about Jalen uh, quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I'm, I can't speak on what happened between Miami and him. So I don't really right. know. I can just tell you as a player, um, he would like to stay in Florida. And I, and and UCF has been mentioned a lot because now I know that people cringe when you mention UCF, but Hey, they're going after the same guys. Miami are now. And they're getting a pretty good recruiting class blue. It seems like they're, they're getting some guys. Yeah. Well, Stacy gauge is being one of them. And then for the 25 class, Tavion Swint uh, from Kissimmee Osceola. But uh, yeah, so they're in the mix too. Uh, This kid's a big time kid. Obviously if Georgia thought enough of them to, you know, commit them early on. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I mean, he's really, really good and he'd be an asset to Miami's program, but you know, I mean, I don't know what, you know, what in the, in the process, sometimes you, everything's so much hearsay because yeah. no one's ever going to tell you that, you know, what's going on. And, uh, but do you think that somebody like, uh, coach Adai would be right in on that, you know, being a, a guy who used to coach at Georgia and he, you know, people respect him a great deal, uh, but we'll see. You know, I mean, he, like I said, he'd be a, a great asset, but, uh, you know, I mean, and, and I know that Miami fans and FSU and Florida fans, they got to take their ego a little bit and put it back because UCF's here to stay. I mean, they're a power five school, so when they get in the mix, you can't go, oh, I can't believe. You know, <laughs> you look at their schedule. I mean, they play Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and TCU and Baylor this year, so – you know, I mean, and, and that's what they're going to be playing in year in and year out. They may not be playing Oklahoma or Texas anymore, but certainly some of the Kansas states and teams like that. So they're easy sell. Uh, they're in a great area. Uh, you know, I mean, and they're, they, so um, if if anywhere, I think he would probably look there. Um, mm. and, and like you said. They've already, over the last couple of years, they got the kid Nikai Martinez from Apopka, who was a Power 5 kid. Uh, they got Walker, the defensive tackle, who was considered their best recruit ever. So, yeah, I, I think all, you know, I mean, I think the kid would, like I said, would be just an amazing asset uh, to Miami. Uh, great safety kid, like I said, covers a lot of ground. He'll hit you a little bit, uh, and he's got a good football IQ. I like it. So uh, good endorsement there for Jalen Hayward. Let's stay with defensive backs here, Blue, because uh, I know a player, I, I don't know when he plans to announce he might take this to National Signing Day if he wants to, but five-star safety Zaquan Patterson out of Chaminade, Madonna, who's a, he, and he's another Miami Gardens uh, Raven, right? Miami's landed yeah. a ton of those guys from Rod Mack's program, Ryan Mack, O.J. Frederick, uh, Jojo Trader, who we're going to talk about, Vincent Shavers, Chris Wheatley Humphrey, who we're going to talk about. But, you know, Zaquan Patterson is another one that Miami is very much after. He's one of the top safeties in the class. What do you see when you watch Zaquan Patterson? Yeah, he's been like this since the, the eighth grade. I mean, he's a big time kid has grown. I mean, he's a big safety. I mean, he he come out there and he'll knock you for a loop. I mean, he's He's a very physical guy and, you know, his cover skills have improved quite a bit as well. And, you know, on, on St. Tom, I mean, on Chaminade, besides him, you have Chris Ewald, who's only going to be a junior this year and committed to Michigan. So 
to me, Chaminade needs players that are versatile like that. And I think he's shown over the last couple of years that, uh, you know, yeah, he's one of the elite kids in the nation, no doubt about it. I, I, I think that he has an opportunity, um, you know, I mean, to anywhere he goes, he's going to be an impact. You know, he's going to be, you know, is he, is he a Cam Kinchin's impact? Got the potential to be, uh, you know, we didn't, nobody, uh, you know, when Cam came out of Northwestern, everyone was, oh, they were elated. But if you remember when you and I talked, I said, he's more of an impactual safety than, than Williams is. Right. And I felt like that. And the same thing with Zaquan. Zaquan's a, I mean, look at how many high level games he's played in, in his career, you know, certainly in the state championship every year had an opportunity to play some of the best teams uh, in the country last year. Uh, and this year, definitely he'll show, but yep. If he comes to Miami, another kid that's going to be, you know, just another building block in this uh, zest to be uh conference uh, champions and eventually get in the national picture. Let's talk about another Chaminade superstar who has verbally committed to Miami and that's Josiah Jojo Trader. And I, I've been itching blue to get your scouting report on Trader ever since he verbally committed to Miami late last week. Because when I watch this young man, he makes circus catches look ordinary. I mean, just tremendous job tracking footballs. And he's got that speed and explosiveness. You've watched him up close in person yep. more than I've ever dreamed of watching him. So what do you see in Jojo Trader? Yeah, different level kid. I mean, different level athlete. I mean, let's let's go back. If you remember, I mean, you know, people don't realize, but look at the freshman year uh, that Monsignor Pace had. They had Josiah Trader, and and uh, oh, by the way, the number one receiver in the country uh, at at both wide receivers. You had Vincent Shavers. You had Amando Posse. You had all these guys on one team. Then he goes to Central for his sophomore year. And if a lot of people remember him as, you know, a kid that caught some balls, but they also remember that he played one defensive uh, play in the entire state championship, and it was a pick that he ran back 93 yards. So this is a kid who's just – I mean, he he's this year's uh, Francis Mauagoa. He's Ooh. Miami's He's Miami's big, 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 big-time recruit. Um, he's as good as Miami's recruited at this position a long while, um, difference maker from day one. I mean, he makes the big catches he's in, he's in there. He's that guy, you know, he, he's Rambo. He's, uh, he's guys that'll come into the, into the huddle and say, Hey, you know what? I could beat this guy, get it to me, you know, and that's what they've been lacking. But, um, just a, just a great athlete. That's the, and a good dude too. You know, that's a good team kid. Uh, he's gonna, he'll definitely fit in extremely well on the team. And that's, that's what Miami likes to do too. You know, remember they not only get great kids, but because of Mario's experience with dealing with kids who could, you know, who, who could run a four, four, but also are not very good in the locker room. You know, you have to weed those kids out because uh, yeah. there's, you know, and he's definitely, I mean, just a prize recruit, no doubt. You know, speaking of, of receivers and fast receivers, when you, when you mentioned that running a 4-4, you made me think of a guy who's now on Miami's roster who runs a 4-2, and that's Tyler Harrell, you know, who went to Columbus. Now, he's yeah. a well-traveled yeah. guy, yeah. was at Louisville, yeah. was at Alabama, now he's at Miami. Now, the thing about Harrell is, obviously, the yards per catch are, you know, up in, up in the stratosphere. Um, you know, not like a big volume catch type of guy, 
Uh, but he's at Miami now. He's coming off an injury that he's fully recovered from that cost him most of his year at Bama last year. What kind of a difference can Tyler Harrell make on this roster? Same type. I mean, remember, he's got experience. He's older. Uh, he's yeah. been there, done that, played at a high level, played against high level teams. He comes in here and he's going to get respected right away because he's been around. The, the kids will see what he does, how he handles himself. He's more mature than a lot of the kids that Miami has. So they're going to kind of follow his lead. And I think he's going to be just so valuable on and off the field. And that's where people don't realize, yeah, he's going to add a spark to what Miami already has from, from the playing standpoint. But also when you look at a kid like that, you have an opportunity to see what he's going to be from a leadership and a maturity standpoint. And that's really invaluable. And it's the same thing that Miami received by getting uh, Cohen and Lee. I mean, you got two guys right there that have so much experience, not just as a football players, but in life. Now, I want to get Blue's take on, on an interesting nugget when we come back about a Miami wide receiver who may have gotten a few reps at defensive back, and you have to wonder if uh, maybe a transition could be made there. Plus, I want Blue's scouting report on Chris Wheatley Humphrey, the Hellcat, who I, I think is one of the more underrated players in Miami's class of 2024. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. To the everydayers, you know we're going to hit it hard on Thursday and Friday, talking more recruiting. Hopefully Miami can land some more verbal commits in the near future. Larry Bluestein is with us today. So, Blue, I was listening to 24-7 uh, sports podcast with Andrew Ivins and Cooper Patania, and when, when Ivins was talking about Miami, one nugget that he mentioned was, uh, and I was not aware of this until I heard Ivins say it, that it apparently – Robbie Washington has has gotten a few reps at defensive back. You know, Miami's true freshman receiver. He's gotten some reps at defensive back. Now, Ivans didn't sound like he was saying a position change was imminent or anything like that. So I don't want anyone to jump to conclusions, but that apparently whatever work he's gotten, gotten some burn at defensive back, Washington's looked really good there. Uh, so you have to wonder, like, if, if there is for any reason Miami decides uh, this is someone who could be a candidate to make that transition, you know, you covered Robbie in high school. Do you feel like he has a skill set that could make him a, a dynamic defensive back? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, he's one of the better athletes on the team. Uh, he's got speed. He's got that uh, football uh, IQ being around it all of his life with his dad and obviously his brother who's really shown out. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, this is a kid that definitely wouldn't wouldn't be surprising if he did make the move to the defense, especially right now Miami at the slot positions loaded loaded up and they got a lot of kids, you know, with Restrepo and Burchard and, and uh, Ray Ray and guys like that. So uh, I want I think that they want to get him on the field. See, and mm. that's the thing. So wherever it may be, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, well, they're wrong. He's never going to make the move because it's not true. You got a kid like that. And, you know, I always am. I'm, I'm really huge on the fact, Alex, that if you have that Lamborghini, drive it. You know, don't uh, don't park it in the garage just because maybe it's it's raining outside. So, um, yeah, he's big. He's big time kid. And that's the one thing Miami really struck a goal in that in that class uh, because of the fact that you have versatile players like that. Yeah, somebody asked me last week, one of our listeners, which of Miami's class of 2024 commits I think are the sleepers. And there are a few of them who I think are sleepers. But one of them to me is 
Chris Wheatley Humphrey, the running back out of South Broward. Uh, I'm wondering because, you know, you've watched him a ton in person. I've watched his tape. But when I watch his tape, I'm like, this doesn't look like a three-star player to me. This looks like a four-star player. Had a good offer list as well. So, I, you know, there are certain players, you know, sometimes you'll see a maybe a five-star player who should be a four-star. But a lot of times I'll see a three-star that probably should be a four-star. Uh, give, give me your scouting report on Hellcat Chris Wheatley Humphrey. Yeah, I got a little cheat sheet here because uh, I covered his dad at Sal Broward. His dad was a linebacker and a safety. And uh, Rob, his name is Rob. And Rob Rob was a a beast. Rob could play and a very athletic kid. Uh, Probably could have gone a lot further than he did. But um, And I've watched his son since he was eight years old, you know, because obviously Rob would send me clips every freaking week (laughs) during the season. Hey, check my kid out. Check my kid out. So I've kind of watched him probably much longer than anybody else because his dad, you know, made me privy to to getting a lot of the tape. But this is a kid that you're right. You look at his tape and I watched him twice last year live. And uh, one of the games, his team lost like 58 to 20, but he had 273 yards uh, on like seven carries. I mean, he's, he's so quick. He gets to that second level so fast uh, that um, it's amazing. And he's a good size kid. Yeah. He's easily a four star. I mean, I'm not into the stars as you know, but uh, definitely a guy who uh, may be under the radar to some, but to me, I thought he was one of those big time gets, uh, you know, as far as a, a recruit uh, because of the fact that what he brings to the table as a running back and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And, he, you know, that's the type of kid you want in space. And certainly um, he's he's one of those underrated 2024 kids, uh, much the way that Artavius Jones is. So, yes. uh, you know, because people don't know much about him either, but I was kind of privy to him as an eighth and ninth grader out of Bluntstown. First player Miami ever got out of Bluntstown. So. I, I wasn't sure about that. I, no, and it's funny. That doesn't surprise me because when, when I saw Bluntstown floor, I had no idea what that was. Like when I, pre- I, I learned about <laughs> it because of Artavius. When I have I heard saw, that. Yeah. Alex, I've heard that 20 times in the last week, uh, you know, uh, you know, talking to our friend Vish, he says that, you know, I had to Google it. And because yeah, I told him, no I says, I think they have a Burger King. And he <laughs> said, you know what? He says to me, he uh, texted me the other day. He goes, you were right. They do have a Burger King. Well, so, and I didn't know I didn't know Milton before last year when well, Miami got Emory Williams out of there. But Milton you, you knew is, Milton. Milton is New York City compared to compared to Blundstown. I mean, you know, you're you're t- Blundstown is a stoplight, and if you miss it on the highway, it's <laughs> it's just to the west of um, of Tallahassee, but in a different mm. time zone, and oh. certainly, you know that. And, and everyone goes, well, they don't play. Yeah, they play teams. I mean, they play uh, Panama City, Rutherford, and they, you know, but then they also played Liberty County and We Were Hitchka and, and mm. the Chipley and schools like that. But uh, big time kid. And their their coach back in the day, four years ago, when when he told me, he says, he says, Larry, I'll tell you what. 
because I saw them for the first time. You know, they were in the state championship game, I think, his sophomore year. Uh, but he said to me, I'll tell you right now, this kid could be the best player we've ever had. He's one wow. of them. He's a smart kid. He's big. He's a worker. You know, he never slacks. He's, he said he's a leader right now at 15 years old. So what is he going to be when he's a senior? So I'll tell you what, Miami got another prize catch that a lot of people don't even have a clue about. If they say yeah. they do, they're not. They're not. You know, they're not right because this is a guy that really, virtually came out of nowhere from the standpoint of a Miami fan. But if you lived in that Panhandle area or in the Big Bend area, Tallahassee, you knew who he was. Yeah, that is well said as always, Larry Bluestein. You want to follow him on Twitter at Larry Bluestein. Uh, Blue does the South Florida High School Sports Show on Mondays. He's also part of the Six Ring Show. What's your next show coming up? I know you just had the South Florida High School Show on Monday. Do you have a Six Ring coming up? And then are we you just, back on next Monday? Yeah, we just did all uh, Six Ring last night um, nice. instead of Monday this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, and we we broke down a lot of the guys that you and I were just talking about too uh, on that. And then uh, you know Monday right now we're we're having a lot of. Uh, athlete players on we check him like I said we check him with all the colleges around the con of the state uh you know we um uh, we had a a very interesting guest this week at head coach of Valdosta State University uh this is a program that may be a little bit smaller but they have 59 kids from the state of Florida Jeez. It, it's amazing and um and a lot of them were kids who were really really good so we talked a, a little bit uh, with Coach Jackson about that. Plus, we have players on. Uh, you know, we've had Vince Shavers on and talked to Vince. And oh, we great. try to get a Miami person on every week, whether it's, a, you know, an analyst like yourself or, you know, a player. Uh, so uh, it, it's an, it's really – it's a show that kind of runs the gamut. It's, you know, it's not one of those shows that you're pigeonholed. And, and if you don't like this, uh, then you don't listen to it. But there's seven different segments. So people will find something that they want to listen to. It really is a great show. So you guys should check it out. Make sure you support Larry Bluestein's work. And guys, we'll talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.